This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the WRAL Daily Download. I'm your host, Allie Ingersoll. We are less than six months away from the Paris Olympics. North Carolina athletes could be representing Team USA across several sports, including track and field, triathlon, and swimming. WRAL Sports' Luis Fernandez recently had a chance to talk with some athletes hoping to make the team and is joining us to talk about the games as well. Hey, Luis, thanks so much for being here. Hey, Allie, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, so who are some of the local hopefuls that everyone's keeping an eye on? Well, so North Carolina has a, a rich history of sports success, right? So you've got a couple of like, swimmers from NC State, for example. Um, you have some basketball tie-ins, perhaps. It's still a little early on in the process to know the exact ones. But one person we do know who has qualified for the Olympic trials is Claire Curzan, uh, who uh, you know I got a chance to speak with on Friday. That's really great. Um, so how is she and how was that conversation? She, uh, as you just said, uh, we covered her quite a bit during the Tokyo Olympics. And so I guess how is she preparing for these games? So it's it's interesting because when, you know, the Tokyo Olympics in 2021, right, when everything was a little bit, you know, wonky with the world of sports in general, as well as the world. Uh, one thing that, you know, Claire said was she, she was a teenager at the time. So if the um, she qualified for the Olympics in 2021 and she said if they were happening in 2020, she doesn't think she would have had a chance because she would have been 15 years old, I believe. Um, so to get in uh, at, at 16 and get a chance to compete um, 16, 17, the way that she did, you know, I think it's it's really phenomenal. So a lot has changed in her life just in that time, right? She's graduated high school. I went to Cardinal Gibbons in, in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Um, she also uh, went to Stanford where she won a national championship while there for a year. Uh, since then, she transferred to Virginia, mm-hmm. now swimming at Virginia, um, and she's taking an Olympic red shirt this year is what it's commonly referred to. Essentially, she will take her whole time red shirting like, you know, you hear quarterbacks in college, their freshman year red shirt uh, where they participate, but they're not playing. They're not competing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's taking this time to really prepare and get herself ready for, uh, you know, a run at the Olympic team and, you know, maybe getting a chance to, to get another medal in uh, France this time in Paris. What does her training look like right now? Did she talk with you about that? Yeah, so it's fortunately for her right now, it's a little bit it's a little bit step back. It's not as intensive because you have to be careful how you essentially use your body when you're training up and, and getting ready. So, for example, uh, coming up in February, she's going to have the World Championships. That is in uh, Qatar. Um, so that's super exciting, obviously. Uh, but she's going to continue to kind of work at her craft. Um, a lot of the things I read about her and her swimming abilities is she's kind of a Swiss Army knife where she has a bunch of different events that she can participate in. Uh, medleys, backstroke, things along those lines, freestyle. Uh, so it's, I think, a combination of finding that right balance between getting yourself ready physically, but also not doing too much where you burn yourself out too quickly. 
Yeah, she medaled um, as part of a relay team during the last Olympics. Is there kind of a stroke that she's focusing on now, or did she talk about that at all? Um, looking back at her history, backstroke has been one of the big ones for her. But um, when you look at the, because with the Olympic trials in general, right, you qualify based on the times that you have in meets. So, so far she's qualified for, I believe it's five different uh, oh, wow. yeah, versions or, or um, specific meets, if you will, specific events. Um, so, you know, kind of still working at it and see see where it goes. But she's got a good number that she can compete in and, and kind of slide into the team wherever they need it. And obviously the Olympics are more than just her events. Uh, so did she talk with you at all about what it was like being over in Tokyo? Wild. Uh, I believe that she her birthday was during the uh, training camp portion, uh, which would have been in Hawaii la- in Tokyo or oh, wow. during the Tokyo Olympics, I believe. So, um, I mean, like I said, she was a teenager. So kind of just soaking it all in, being in the moment as best as you can. O- obviously, 2021 was a different experience than, you know, a normal Olympics would have been. So, um, you know, but this is a chance to kind of get up there and compete next to like the Katie Ledeckis of the world. And uh, I-, I think it was it was very special for her. And, you know, she wants to keep it going. Yeah, you keep talking about how she's a teenager. I guess how do these people like this who are just so amazing at their sports, how do they get discovered at such a young age and then they become Olympians by the time they're 15, 16 years old? Well, you just, you know, the the Olympic, um, the U.S. team, the way it kind of works is you have different stages, different levels. And as you get older, you kind of advance in the stages and the levels, the juniors and things like that. And oftentimes it's just about having really good times uh, at the different events that you go to. Um, also, some of it's about the the teams that you're on and the groups that you're with. So, for example, um, uh, Claire, she was part of the TAC Titans at the Triangle Aquatic Center, um, which is one of the better clubs, one of the better teams in the country. I think it was in the 2021 Olympic trials. They had uh, 14 folks come from the TAC Titans, mm-hmm. which was either the the best or the second best in the country. So um, part of it's the infrastructure that you that you grow up in and that you get a chance to compete with. And um, there's a whole lot of swimming success in this area of the country for sure. Yeah, I think um, Tack was saying that they have about eight or nine people right now who are in the trials. So that sounds about right. Yeah, they're they're good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk more about that. And in local news, the Designery of North Raleigh is holding a grand opening event at noon on May 16th. Please stop by and join the party. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery. I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. Uh, We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. Welcome back. So besides our local athletes, we have dozens of swimmers who will be coming here because like we were saying, the Triangle Aquatic Center in Cary will be a training site. So Lewis, how exactly did it get selected and what really does this mean for Cary for Raleigh? Well, I think it's part of it is the fact that, like I said, 
TAC is very good. Um, it's a it's a great facility, and it's something that you have a lot of people kind of come through and grow up in and compete in. Uh, also, some of it is because of proximity and what is easiest. So to kind of give you like a timeline example here, right? The domestic training camp, which is going to be going on uh, at the Triangle Aquatic Center uh, for the 2024 Olympics. It's from June 30th to July 10th. The Olympics will start pretty shortly after that. Like mm-hmm. it's it's do your thing at the domestic training camp and then fly over to Paris. Mm-hmm. So when you look at where some of the other domestic training camps have taken place over the past few Olympic, um, just Olympics in general, for uh, Japan, it was Hawaii, which geographically makes sense. Mm-hmm. For Rio, it was San Antonio, which once again, geographically makes sense. So it's a combination of finding, I think, the what is easiest for travel purposes and what is going to um, be a, a good facility for folks to, to get ready for. Because really, it is it is the springboard into those Olympic events and those Olympic moments because it's, it's so intimidating, I think, in the Olympics, especially for an event like swimming where Hey, you only get a couple of chances at this every few years. So mm-hmm. it's it's uh, important to make sure you're in the right space mentally, physically before you get there. So we've talked a lot about worlds, about trials, about all this. What exactly are the all these things? Are is are the worlds just as competitive and as exciting as the Olympics? And uh, does that kind of since it's a, an Olympic year too, does that kind of set the tone for like what it will be like in Paris? Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of swimmers view the world championships as well, incredibly important in general, right? But it's also when it's the same year as the Olympics, it can kind of serve as a little bit of a benchmark, a jumping off point, um, kind of seeing what you need to work on and what you need to improve. Because in order to qualify for the Olympic trials for, for the US, for example, um, you have to qualify a certain time in different events between, gosh, I believe it's it was November 30th, I want to say, of 2022, up through May of this year. So you have a lot of time to do that. So it's just more opportunities to qualify for more events, to tune yourself up, get yourself ready. And plus, it's just, you know, it's the world championships of anything, right? Like mm-hmm. if you can come back with so many medals, I think Claire specifically, it was, hold on, I have, I have it written down here in my notes. Um <laughs> In uh, 2022 in the World Championships, right, she had uh, a bronze, uh, one of her bronze medals was her first individual medal at the international level, um, and then a couple of golds in, in relays. So um, it, it's a big deal for sure. And it's sometimes I think Olympic sports can be a little bit difficult to follow for the the normal person who isn't necessarily into it super much. Mm-hmm. But once you start following along, it's really cool to see these moments um, spike and just how important it is for the the athletes involved. Yeah. So can we uh, quickly talk a little about this uh, background with it as well? So um, when are some of these trials that we should be keeping an eye out for? Sure. So I mentioned that the championships were in um, February. So that's one. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of the actual Olympic trials, they are always, I think, later than people realize. Yeah. um, Because it's really it pushes it right up to the start. The Olympic trials this year are in Indianapolis from June 15th to the 23rd. So the Olympics start in the middle of July. So that's obviously not a whole lot of time there. And to kind of give you that perspective, right, The you can qualify for the trials up to the end of May. And then you have the actual Olympic trials where 26 men and 26 women are picked as part of the U.S. team. And then that domestic training camp that we were talking about earlier that's taking place in, at TAC, that starts on June 30th. So it is very, like hurry up and wait. And then the second you get there, it's go, 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 go. So the whole summer 
for these athletes is going to be pretty intense. Yeah, and it really varies by sport, too. So I know that the marathon trials are this weekend. So mm. the we'll know who's running the marathon in Paris coming up this weekend. Um, and it's just so interesting that it is, for some athletes, it's that very short, like, go, go, go. And for others, it's this different kind of build because it's different on your body. Sure. Oh, yeah. And like, and then you have the team sports, too, right? Like for basketball, for example, you have a whole bunch of people who will qualify for the teams. But then ultimately, the coaches and the, the people involved, the administrators, are going to pick who is going to participate in those games, what's the best fit, how to make the best team. So there are a lot of sports. There are a lot of different ways they come together for the Olympics, but ultimately it's a lot of fun. Um, and this is my last one. I actually know a couple of people who are heading to Paris this year. They're okay. super excited. They've been talking about like what they're getting tickets to see. Um, I love the opening ceremony. I I like track and field. I like running a lot. So I, that's kind of my thing. So what are you most excited about? What's your favorite part of the Olympics? So I, I've actually been very fortunate where in 2016, I was, it was in Rio for the Olympics. Mm. Um, and it was an amazing experience. Uh, but I mean, I think personally, I love basketball. So the opportunity to see the basketball teams compete, I think is really fun. Um, but I think that the classic Olympic events, right? The track and field, the swimming, those types of things are just it's the the pomp of what the olympics is you know the giant track all the photographers all just like the it feels otherworldly isn't the right word but the olympics i think at times feels like it, it elevates what sports is and what sports can be um, and that's i think in those kind of swimming and track moments that's when you really feel that olympic shine that's so amazing that you got to experience that and that you get to tell us about like the feel there. Um, so thank you so much for coming on and talking about this and sharing this. The opening ceremony is set to take place on July 26th. You can watch all of the games right here on WRAL. So thank you, Lewis, for joining us. And thank you for listening to the WRAL Daily Download. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can find other podcasts from WRAL. Just search podcasts on our website from sports to true crime. There are plenty of shows to keep you informed and entertained. Thanks for listening. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.